Good evening and welcome to another exciting episode of 48 Shades of Football. I'm Paul, I'm joined as ever by Mark. Good evening, we're coming from outside, we're not in 48 Shades Tower are we, anymore. Are we live at a game? We're live as you're on your way to a game. Uh. <laughs> we're live as I'm on my way to blog about a game, I guess, maybe. There's a lot to talk about today. There is quite a bit actually, yeah. Two rounds of the K1, yep. uh, K2 update, FA Cup draws. Politicians. Yeah. <laughs> uh, some news about the, the, the games in December which we've been moaning about for a while but which we're going to moan about more now they've been changed. Yep, there's, there's a new slot, Defend the Indefensible, which I think you're going to explain to us. Obviously yep. some winners and losers and uh, there's that tournament that no one cares about next week. But what is it called? Um, a, a, ALC or something like that? Yeah. I guess we'll just briefly talk about there's four teams involved and then move on, right? Yeah, okay, so where do we want to start? What, what was the intro about? The intro was uh, Eye of the Tiger from everyone's favourite uh, Rocky franchise movie. Yep. Obviously because, um, well, because Ulsan, the Horangi, the Tigers, whatever you want to call them, uh, are at the top of the table. Only team not to have lost yet. Uh, yes, that's correct. Only team not to have lost. And, uh, I mean, did you watch the game? Did they obviously, so I, I guess we'll get to why they're top of the table first, yeah? So Seoul did go top. We discussed yep. in great length over two podcasts that Seoul versus Sangju was a top of the table clash. Yeah. Seoul won it. So um, Seoul top of the league. K-League season finished for this year. <laughs> it did indeed, yeah. For a grand total of, I believe you worked it out as 77 hours, right? Something like that, yeah. Um, then they, they travelled into Ulsan midweek. Uh, they lost 2-1, uh, everyone's favourite American in the K-League scoring. Um, Terrible goal to give away. I, I, didn't, I didn't see any of it. Uh, I was actually at baseball uh, what? in the cold um, with the Phantom watching SK. Um, so Ulsan won that game. I guess we'll talk about that game in a little bit more detail if you watched it. Uh, and that put them top of the table. So there is a Hyundai team uh, at the top of the table, but just not the one most people would have expected come this time of the season. I've seen people calling for a Moraes' head already. Well, I think he's the president of uh, Bring Back Chi Kang Hee Club, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, I guess, well, we, we did agree not to discuss or review or talk about games that we are not going to or haven't gone to, but I think the mirth and the merriment of what happened to John Book midweek must be discussed, right? Okay, but should we start with the weekend? Yeah, start with the weekend. So, did you go to any matches? I didn't. Uh, I built IKEA furniture. Well, I went to watch Celtic versus Rangers, but that doesn't count, I know, right now. Um, I built IKEA furniture on Sunday instead of going to uh, Chunchan for that Galbi and football. 
could have come to Seoul. Was that Saturday or Sunday? Saturday. Saturday, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I didn't go to a single game uh, all weekend. I. So you've got nothing to say. I've literally got... Well, I can talk about Songnam losing 2-1 to Gangwon to two deflections. You didn't even watch it on TV? I watched it on TV, yeah. Okay. It, it was on my laptop whilst I was uh, up to my armpits in... Alan, in Alan Keys. And Alan Keys and bevels or whatever they're called. Those little wooden things you put in holes. Dowels. Dowels, thank you. Uh, but I do have a beautiful dining table, four chairs, uh, and, a, and a cuckoo rice cooker stand. Uh, I assume you'll be hosting us for dinner at some point then? Uh, I will be. That's roughly after I start my new, my new company, uh, 48 Shades of Ikea Building, <laughs> which uh, is coming soon to uh, uh, an Adish's house near you. Anyway, you said you watched it on TV? I watched it on my laptop, yeah, neighbour, yeah. yeah. Uh, how, how did the game go? Um, poor. I mean, Songnam, the first few games, Songnam actually looked pretty decent yep. uh, in, in patches. They're still playing that little triangle movement that uh, Nam pulled off well for the first half of the K2 season last year. Yep. Uh, Gang 1 took the lead, a uh, bit of a deflection. Uh, Songnam equalised with about six, seven minutes to go. Uh, pretty sweet goal, actually. Um, and then Gang 1 <coughs> um, went 2-1 up with probably the wickest, the worst deflection I've seen in a long, long time. And the guy shot, Kim Dong-joon had it covered, and the defender did one of those things that only defenders know why they do it. You know when like, the ball's travelling one direction and they just stick their foot out for no apparent reason? Uh, and he deflected it completely the other way. 2-1, uh, couple of minutes left, game over. Songnam had chances again in the last couple of minutes to to, to equalise again, but uh, it was to no no avail and it finished 2-1. Uh, so after beating Blue Wings 2-1 and being on a high, losing 2-1 to Gangwon, the team that relegated us, was pretty depressing. They've got the, uh, the spin on you. Uh, yeah, well, we'll see how much they've got it on us, because uh, um, I guess we're, we're I guess we we can meet them at some point in the cup. I think I worked out you worked out if we can or not, right? I guess we're well, they, they're gonna have to get past Seoul first. <laughs> we're gonna play them twice in three days. Yes. Um. So yeah. So disappointing result. Uh, disappointing performance. Uh, but not quite as disappointing as the first half performance on Wednesday night at home to Jeju. I guess we'll get to when we talk about the midweek games. Yeah. Um, uh, I, on the other hand, went to Seoul and see them beat Sang Sangju 2 0. I, I also saw that first goal. Okay. Maybe maybe, maybe Gangwon's second goal was not the worst deflection in the history of the K League, actually, now I think about it. That was a, was a very odd go opening goal, wasn't it? it so, was, so, I'm, I'm still not sure how it went in. I must say, I'm, I'm impressed by Sangju. They played some really nice football. Okay. Uh, sweet passing moves and they were pretty unlucky to still be nil-nil coming up to half-time. And then Seoul broke down the right. The guy tries to do it, cross, it, cross, it, cross the box, uh, and the, the uh, Sangju defender blocks the ball, takes it off him, and goes to boot it clear, but he kind of booted it sort of across the goal at yep. angle, and it just hit one of his defenders and uh, went past the goalkeeper. So basically he was clearing it out of, of the danger area, right? But for some reason, he cleared it across the goal, right? He, he basically the, tried, to, the box. He tried to clear it uh, diagonally across the box and it just cannoned straight into a, his defender and into the net. So it was 1-0 half-time thanks to an own goal, right? Yeah. And probably the worst own goal, one of the worst own goals I've seen in a long, long time. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, pretty, yeah, pretty bad. But second goal was not um, was not a fortuitous goal. Was not a pretty decent goal. Um, yeah. After that, um, Sanjo had a couple of chances to get back in it, uh, and Seoul had half chances to kill the game off, but nothing really happened. And then ten minutes to go, Seoul break on the counter. Um, the guy, the Serbian guy, Pesic, sprints forward with the ball. Instead of being selfish and shooting, he uh, passes it across to Pak Jiong, who shoots first time straight at the keeper with only the keeper to beat. Uh, and the whole crowd, the whole crowd was like, going, "Are you?" And then it, but luckily it rebounded to um, uh, Jong Won Jin, uh, and he was able to thread it through two or three defenders and in, in between the post and the goalie for a well-taken goal. Okay. So but, two now, deserve it to now? Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, that, that, that's very honest of you. Very un, unlike you, <laughs> generally, but uh, we can't keep the podcast going if you're going to be honest about <laughs> about not deserving to win. Uh, Someone's got to be crowing about a victory. It's not going to be me anytime soon. So. Park Ji Young was absolutely hopeless. But not, on, but he did almost keep you top of the table on on Tuesday, though, right? Yeah, but he's got to he's got to stop taking free kicks and corners. He's taking all the corners and he's not beating the first man most yeah. of the time. Well, yeah, that's that kind of career thing, though, right? Absolute disgrace. I mean, I don't I don't understand why a player like Park Ji Young, a player, I don't understand why a player like Son Young Min takes careers corners. I mean that you want your poacher, your goal scorer to be the one on the end of the rebound, not the one trying to cross the ball into the box. I don't get why yeah. why managers allow the guy who's the natural as natural a poacher as Park is to be taking a corner. Theoretically goalies should take the corners, right? They yeah, the definitely. Kicking skills. It would be. The, it would make for an entertaining, it, a more your, entertaining game. Anyway, is this your defender the indefensible? <laughs> yes. Interesting though. Pacho Young did score a beautiful free kick against Argentina. Or maybe he didn't score it. Maybe he was the one who whipped the cross in for the for the goal. And the World Cup, way back before the K League was invented, uh, way back when I watched it in Hangang Park. Mind you, having seen his finishing on against Sangju, I can understand why they don't want him in the box when <laughs> the crosses come in. <laughs> touche, touche. Okay, um, so that was that was the only two games that we saw, I guess. Did, did you see any other games? Um, I did try to watch a bit of Suwon versus Incheon, okay. but it was on a, a cable TV, which is a pay channel on my script subscription, so I watched three minutes. Okay. I saw Dayan pre preparing to come on. That's not the first time you've watched three minutes of a free view of a pay-per-view cable channel. <laughs> but but maybe maybe we, we should stop at that point. Uh, I also saw replays of Tegu's goal against Kyungnam, which was a, a beauty. Uh, was that the free kick? Yep. Yeah, goal of the season. Goal of the goal of the, goal of the decade. That guy is uh yeah, he's having a pretty incredible uh season so far, right? I mean that was a, that was an amazing free kick. Uh, but just to go through the other results, Ulsan beat Cheju on the first Friday night game. Yep. Um, Chombuk beat Pohang 2-0. Uh, Kyungnam beat Tegu 2-1. Kangwon beat Songnam 2-1, we said. Uh, and Suwon beat Incheon 3-1. 3-1. One each at halftime? Or one each at one point? Yeah, it was one each until quite late on. Yep. So six home wins. Okay. Uh, the, the, the odd rules of our prediction league, meaning that you couldn't actually predict six home wins even if you wanted to because there's like a 75% 75% limit on predicting the same trend of result okay so even if you had wanted to predict all six home wins you couldn't have done it anyway yeah but that's yeah. not our rule right 
Uh, well, I, I enabled that rule. <laughs> okay, that is our rule then. Fantastic. Uh, we'll just edit that bit out. <laughs> okay. Um, should be known, uh, or should be mentioned, Adam Taggart uh, scored scored both or two of Sue One Bluebing's goals. He did. He's settling yeah. to life in the K League, I guess. Uh, yeah, but I don't think he settled in too well uh, midweek. But anyway. Okay. Right. Uh, you want to go on to the midweek games then? Yep. So uh, after surrendering my dignity, my money. And my my sobriety on Tuesday night um, at the baseball, I went down to a return date with the Phantom at Songnam. Yep, to do a, a rice wine rambling with a bottle of Halabong Macaulay. Yeah, um, I'm not going to blame so fans for this, but it is now very stringent. So anyone who is travelling to Moran, home or away end, there are now very stringent uh, bag searches uh, in apparently every end. The first two games I went against uh, Seoul and Suwon, Suwon Suwon Bloomings, there was no bag search at all. It was just kids. It was like kids there. But when I turned up on Wednesday, mm. despite being a season ticket holder, despite handing my season ticket to the kid, uh, he would not allow me to go in until the security guard first scanned it and then searched through my bag. Uh, I was not in the best of moods about that. I was kind of heavily hungover. Uh, but the fact he pulled a torch out to look despite the fact it wasn't dark, to look at my bag to find every single beer just kind of annoyed me even more. But you didn't check your umbrella? Uh, he, yeah, he missed the, he missed the bottle of Macaulay. Um, he then showed me the sign to show me why it wasn't allowed, and alcohol is as bad as a gun, <laughs> it would seem at, at Songnam. Um, so yeah, so if you are going to Moran anytime soon, maybe best to think of a, of a smuggling technique. To be fair, they, they were doing bag searches in your way end anyway. Yeah. But bag searches in the home end, I don't know where that's come from. Some, um, something you guys have done, presumably. You can't get the can on the pitch, so I don't know why they started doing it. Um, I think it's just maybe maybe the first two weeks they just forgot to do it. Maybe, maybe it was always going to be in place, yeah? Um, but anyway, uh, so that being said, I did get the bottle of Macaulay in anyway. Um, so it did mean that... Uh, yeah, confessing to a crime here. Yeah, well, yeah, they can find me and do what they want. Um, ban you, a three-season three, three ban. Speaking of crimes, the action from Songnam on the pitch was was bordering on criminal as well for just, that first just half. Just before you get into that, just something I want to say. Do you remember three years ago, some Seoul fans got done for having flares outside the ground? Yeah, I remember that. And they got slapped with a three-year ban. Yep. Uh, the ban has just subsided, and uh, well, the ban's just elapsed, and one guy's come back. Uh, the other one is still annoyed with the club, so he's not coming back yet. Okay. That was because they had flares outside, not inside, right? Yeah, it was outside, and the club had said, we don't care what you do outside the ground, but obviously their def definition of what's outside the ground was different. Because it was, I think it was uh, sort of, you know, the stairs where you go up to the top, the ticket yeah, office, it yeah. was around there. So technically, potentially the ground, but... Yeah, it was past the food court, the food truck cordon, which, yeah. which is there now, wasn't there then. Yeah. But it was past that, that gate, right? Okay. Okay, uh, yeah, back to the football. Uh, terrible performance from, from Songnam first half, shocking. They looked disinterested, they never really got going at all. Um, Jeju took a deserved 1-0 lead, lead into halftime. Uh, in fact, me and the Phantom both commented at one point, just get to halftime. Um, I looked like it could be 2 or 3 or 4 at one point. Songnam's defence is terrible, we just keep gifting. I mean, it's not that... When I say that the, the defence is terrible, we keep gifting opportunities. Yeah. If you think of the sole goal, you know, that we basically gave Koyohan the ball. Yeah. You know, the Suwon penalty, we basically created that whole opportunity ourselves. 
the gang won two goals, deflections. And the Jesu goal, the guy just, it was just woeful, woeful defending again. Um, so Don, I mean, Kim Dong Jun has conceded six goals in five games now. Yeah. Um, but very few of them have been his actual fault, I would say. Uh, Songnam have actually lost a goal, the opening goal, in each of their five K-League matches. So for anyone who's looking at correct score predictions, for today's game at Daegu, I would definitely put Daegu scoring at least one. Because Songnam have, are going to concede a goal. They're not going to keep a clean sheet any anytime soon. Uh, they finally clicked about 43 minutes. And in the last couple of minutes, they, they, they started looking like they were interested again. Second half, completely different performance. They came out second half firing straight away. They were, they were pressing, they were pushing. Uh, Matthias Courier, Matthias Courier, depends on how you want to pronounce it. Is that the guy uh, from the Caribbean? Yeah, they, yeah the Martinique player. Uh, he, he scored, he created and scored the equaliser. Uh, beautiful goal actually. Uh, picked the ball up on the left-hand side, beat a couple of men and, and curled it, kind of placed it past the keeper. He then missed a couple of sitters from the other side um, of the pitch uh, late on in the or later on in the in, in the second half. Game finished one each. Crowd of five thousand. Not quite sure where they found those five thousand fans, but maybe they were all crammed into the one stand. You know the stand that has a kind of slight roof. Yeah. I don't know if that's the main stand. I don't know what that's called. Uh, maybe they were all in there because that looked like the only stand that was busy. Um, one each. Fair result. Jeju bossed the first half, Songnam bossed the second half. Uh, results went our way elsewhere. So at one point, Songnam were bottom, yep. bottom of the league for a good like, 30 minutes. Yep. Uh, we ended up climbing two spots up to ninth. And that draw kept Jeju rooted at the bottom. Because uh, Incheon lost, right? Incheon lost. 3 0 at home to Tegu. Yeah, heavily, yeah. Uh, Suwon drew nil-nil with Sangju. Nothing each. If they'd have scored, they'd have gone above you. Yep. Because you're same point, same goal scored. Yep. But they've conceded a lot more. Yep. Um, yeah. That that draw that Seoul had with Jeju in week two is looking like a really poor result now. Um. Yeah. I mean, Jeju look all over it. I mean, they they've actually taken the lead. Um, so the bottom is scoring uh, away to Incheon and away to Songnam. Uh, and just fail to to kind of hold on to it. So they've, I mean, they've come, you know, they they've led in both those games. Come half time, I think actually, um, and you know, lost they lost a lost equalised the second half. Um, so that's how close it's been. You know, had they held on, you, you'd be looking at you know four more points, right? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And suddenly that nothing each draw or that draw away, so doesn't look a bad result anymore. Um, so yeah, I mean, poor team. They've got, I mean. Aguilera was fantastic first half, but they're just not getting the results. Um, I still don't think they'll be anywhere near the bottom come come the end of the season. Uh, Inshon look like they're back to their usual spot, and I think the big question is, come the end of the season, who are Inshon going to be fighting the relegation battle with, right? Yeah. Is it going to be Songnam? Is it going to be Blue Wings? Is it going to be Jeju? Uh, are Sandra going to implode? Uh, are Gangwon going to continue to look S poor? Songnam the most likely, no. I mean, based on just the fact, yeah, not probably not based on performances, but based on results and based on, you know, I guess stat recent stature, 
yeah, you, you'd imagine Songnam and Incheon are the two teams that are going to be fighting out at the bottom. Of course, Songnam should be deducted 10 points every time they play, as they're a team owned by the city council yep. and involved in politics okay. each and every week. Well, yep, there are no politics or no politicking allowed in K-League stadiums, but I guess that's what we're going to get to soon, right? Are you just going to completely skip the Ulsan victory? Um, Did you watch it? Well, there's a couple of other games to talk about first. Well, there's one. Come on, there's there's one game that the podcast is only designed to talk about. Is it Paul Hang beating Kangwon one nil? Nope. Was it the, the thrilling three all draw between Kyungnam and Chumbuk? Yep. Forty eight shades of capitulation. <laughs> three nil up with ten minutes to go. Nine. This this get exactly correct. Nine minutes to go. Nine regulation minutes on the clock. Three nil up to Kyungnam, and you draw three each. It could not happen to a better team, to be honest. And that they, they, there's three goals, an own goal after 20 minutes, a penalty after 36 yeah. minutes, and then Sun, Sun Juno got put them 3-0 ahead after 52 yeah. minutes. And so, then, as you said, 81, Kim Sung Jun, 85, the man much. Yep. Uh, and then 90, Peggy Jung. Yep. I mean, you could argue that John Book were fortuitous to be 3-0 up, but to lose three goals, I mean, for any team, Anywhere in football, you lose three goals in, in the last nine minutes of a game is disgraceful. Seoul haven't even conceded three games all season. Three goals. Uh. <laughs> three, yeah. Um, it's shocking. I, I, what, what else can you say about it? I mean, this is a team that should be romping the league. I mean, we're not even talking about a team that didn't strengthen in the summer. I mean, it's not you know, it's not as if they rested on on, on their laurels. They, they brought in pretty much the best, the cream of the K-League. Um, yeah, I have nothing I have nothing else to say other than... I mean, I don't want Marais to flop, to be honest. I, just purely because, you know... Well, I, I mean, on, on one hand, I do. On one hand, I don't. Um, but I feel he's, he's, making, he's making the case for, for him being gone by the summer pretty, pretty open and shut. Uh, and do you know how uh, Che Kang is getting on in China? I don't, but I'm assuming he's not smiling anyway. But how's he getting on in China? Um, I don't know. Okay. Very interestingly, actually, I met uh, a guy, just nothing at all to do with K-League, but we mentioned Che Kang I met a guy at the Celtic Rangers game who was from China, actually from wherever um, uh, Che's original team was, Tianjin. Tianjin, yeah. And yeah, he was going on about it, and it's like, yeah, the stories that we've heard, that you know, are not quite as bad as the actual true stories. I mean, they're involved in all kind of criminal activity and blackmailing, and uh, yeah, pretty, pretty horrendous what that company had done, to be honest. Um, so yeah, very interesting to hear someone, uh, you know, they kind of give the story from China about what happened there. Yeah. Where did he end up? Was it Jiangsu? Oh, he ended up getting Dalian, right? Oh, yeah, it's Dalian Ifang. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Uh, they are in 13th. Three games into the season, they've got two draws and one loss. Okay, so slightly worse than John Book. <laughs> I mean, where do you see it going for John Book? I mean, here's a, like a serious question. I mean, it's not it's not a um, crisis stage yet, but where, where do you see the season ending? Do you see John Book turning it around and finishing? top as per as per usual or do you think we actually might have a title race this year um 
I think Ulsan looked pretty good. Uh, yeah. Obviously, the game I don't want to talk about. They beat Seoul 2-1. Um, Seoul were poor again. Uh, first goals they conceded. I think keeping clean sheets up to now is more by luck than judgment. Okay. Uh, they've had a, a quite a few goals where, that have been chalked off where, for offside or whatever. Uh, and the opposition have been very prof profligate, right? You saw that with Songnam. They yeah. had a bunch of chances they couldn't get it in. Uh, on on Tuesday night against Ulsan, uh, it was more back to the old defensive errors. The first goal for a, for our friend from Man City, Mr. Mix. Yep. Um, the, the cross cross came in, nice pace, uh, and one Ulsan player shot it, and it it rebounded out to Max on the uh, edge of the area, and the defence just parted and let him slot it into the goal. Okay. Uh, the second goal, um, a nice cross came in, and uh, Junior Negrau nodded it in, unchallenged. Um, Seoul never really looked like scoring, uh, and then right at the end, Pak Ji Young popped up uh, and got one in, but too little, too late. Okay. And, and yeah, Ulsan's going to be a tough place to go and get points, but it's a little bit disappointing how non-competitive Seoul were. Okay. But I mean, Ulsan, I've only really watched them in the ACL. Difficulty really judge them on on those performances, I guess, but they have looked like a, a decent enough team, and I think if Jumbuk are to continue to falter a little bit, and if Ulsan do put a little bit of light between them and the, you know and and Jumbuk at the top of the table, we could we could see something that we thought we wouldn't see for a long, long time, and that is uh, someone other than Jumbuk winning the K League, right? Which of course. For everyone apart from the John Book fans, would be exceptional. So you don't think Seoul and Sangju are going to sustain their title challenges? Not until the end of the season, no. I think Seoul. I don't know. I mean, I've only seen Seoul against Songnam, and I thought they were poor. I can't really comment. And but looking at the other teams, they, there's a lot of. The, the, what I'll say about Seoul and Sangju is that you you do need, as well as needing good players and and luck or whatever, you also need consistency. And Seoul and Sangju have had that. For those first few games, right? Uh, if I look at the other teams in the league, Songnam beating Blue Wings, shocking, you know, shocking against Jeju, Jeju all over the place, Blue Wings, you know, like winning one game, you know, losing the next. Um, you know, other than Daegu, no one's really been consistent. I mean, Gyeongnam also, you know, one loss, one loss, that kind of stuff. Um, and you can't really view Gyeongnam as a serious title challenge anyway. So out of the ones that have the the size. Of the you know the stature of the club to actually challenge at the title, yeah. I mean, so are up there right now, and they've been consistent. I don't think they're good enough to challenge for the title, but they have been consistent. Whereas the teams below them are all over the place. Obviously, so. So I think I said earlier that I predicted in the prediction league, and I think I predicted in the first podcast that I or the first podcast of the season that I thought so would definitely be in the bottom six. I am changing my mind on that. I don't think they will be. I think. The teams in the bottom six right now are all over the place. Obviously, Seoul traditionally slow starters. So the fact they got five games in, they got ten points. That means they're probably eight to ten points ahead of where you'd expect yeah. them to be. Probably, yeah, probably. Um, I mean, you, you could argue that Blue Wings, but we're always going to struggle those first three games. But their their recent the recent uh, record in the super matches has been atrocious. So we can't see them suddenly winning four of them, right? Right. They got absolutely destroyed by John Book. They've been they were terrible last year against John Book. Can't see that suddenly changing. So uh, 
from a Bloomings point of view, there's going to be no challenge for anything this season. They'll get in the top half, though. If someone in the top half implodes, that's what I'm saying. Like the bottom six right now are poor. The bottom six don't look like anyone in that bottom six. Should no we, one. Should we just split now then? Yeah, no one in that bottom six looks like they're capable of getting in the top six. Is what I'm saying. We'll have a five-game main season and a 33-game <laughs> split. Maybe, maybe Pohang's the only team I think that they can get up the top. I just don't think anyone currently on current form in the bottom six looks good enough or consistent enough to dislodge anyone who's currently in the top six. Okay, K2. K2. Did you see any of the matches? Nope, but Suwon won. Uh, you want me to take you through the results then? Yep. Pusan drew 3-0 with Puchon. They did indeed, yeah, that was an interesting one. Okay, you can just, you can just tell us why. No, there was like, a, like I think... Puchon scored in the first minute. Well, Pusan, yeah. Then Pusan, and then they scored in the 90th minute to equalise. Yeah, so Pusan, if I'm, am I right in saying Pusan had a hat-trick of penalties by Romulu? Yep, all in the second half. All in the second half, they were 3-1 up. Although, uh, yeah. They were definitely 3 2 up. No, no they, they went 3 2 with like three a two. minute left three or something. 3 2 with five minutes to go. Yeah. And then Puchan equalised in the like 93rd minute or something, yeah. Um, Chonna. A hat trick of penalties. How do you get three penalties in one game? <laughs> to the one team. Chonnam uh, continued their poor form. Lost 2 1 to Guangzhou for the yep. second time in a week. But in saying that, I think, I think Guangzhou have looked decent enough this year. Arsan beats Elan 3-1. Yep. Ansan drew 1-0 with Anyang. Another controversial Ansan game, I think. I think there was some stuff going on there. Oh, no, no. The, the controversy this week was with Asan. I think the, they, they got a penalty, right? Uh, did they? Okay, I think, I think if you I say read, so. I think I read somewhere it was a bit of a controversial, either a, a controversial penalty or a controversially, potentially offside goal. And then Suwon beat Tejon 2 0 away. 2 0 away, that's right, yeah. With Jism getting a goal. Yep. In the following 90th up, minute. Yeah. Following up from his, his uh, two goals in the, in the FA Cup the previous week. Which made the Chief happy. Happy indeed. That's why there's been no alternative view. There's nothing for him to get negative and rant about. So Until the FA Cup next week. <laughs> two weeks. Four games in there. Kwangju are top on 10 points, followed by Arsan on 9, Puchon on 7, Tejon on 7. And then Suwon just outside the playoffs on six points. Okay. Elan down the bottom uh, with Ansan. Okay. Not not a particularly um, unpredictable table, probably. Just probably the only thing that was this surprising is how poor John Am have been. Just bef just before we move on, I want to say if you look at the league table, it's just a, a sum of digits, right? Uh, in terms of things that are zero in the K2, Kwangju haven't lost yet. Ansan and Suwon haven't drawn. Uh, neither of Chonnam and Ansan and Eland have yet to win. Okay. Obviously, in the K1, Seoul's, uh, Seoul finally conceded, so that, that zero is gone. But um, Ulsan yet to lose, uh, Cheju yet to win, and Pohang yet to draw. Okay. That's, that's interesting. So, yeah. Okay. Right. FA Cup draw? Yeah. Uh, well, you made the graphic. <laughs> <laughs> so you can take us through it, because I'm confused already. So the FA Cup draw was done, um, a programme started at 1.30 on YouTube and Facebook on Thursday, right? Yeah, did you watch it? Uh, I watched as much as I could. I tried watching it on Facebook and it kept crashing. And then a very intelligent man sitting across from me told me to put it on YouTube. And, I, and then that's when I saw the, the last 
few draws of the of a uh, round four. I, I didn't have time to watch the the remaining rounds, to be honest. Um, I had to back to work. But yeah, the song that I'm drawing. Sang Jiu Wei. Sang Jiu Wei. Yeah, if they if they win that, they'll go on to play either Kangnung City or Cheju. Okay. And I'm not quite sure who I, who I pick for that result at the minute. Yeah, right now I don't know who I pick either, right? And if they win that, uh, they'll go on to face their old nemesis, Yongnam University, or <laughs> Chongnat Changwon City. Okay. Or the winner of Chongbuk versus Anyang, so Chongbuk. Okay. So Chongbuk, yeah. Interestingly, uh, that does mean that we go to we go to Sangju twice in the space of uh, a few days. Uh, which is exactly what Seoul are doing, going to Kangwon twice yeah. in a week. Uh, so yeah, Seoul will play Kangwon. If they win that, they'll go on to play the winner of Tanguk, Tanguk University and Paju Citizens. Okay. Uh, and the winner of that will go on to play either Honam University, Seoul Eland, Tejon Korail, or Ulsan. So, oh, wow. so probably Ulsan. Probably Ulsan. But there is the hope of a Seoul Derby. Yep, it's okay. So in when, the, oh, but it all goes to nothing when Gangwon win, right? Yeah. But yeah, so so basically we have no game for us to, to go to in terms of our teams, right? Seoul are away to Gangwon, Songnam away to Gangwon. Two of the worst places uh, to try and get to on a Wednesday night or Tuesday night. I'm probably going to go to the, the Gangwon away, okay. probably. <laughs> uh, you're welcome to join. That's what happens when we don't prepare the podcast. You're welcome <laughs> to join. Uh, no, I will be somewhere else, somewhere closer to home. Somewhere closer to my heart as well. You're, de you're determined not to go to Chuncheon, aren't you? Yeah, I'm determined never to go to Chuncheon. I just don't like that Galbi. Actually, strangely enough, I've been to Chuncheon once in my life, and it was the first time also in my life. So I've been to Chuncheon once, and it was the first time in my life I've ever, I was so hungry, there was nowhere else to go in Chuncheon bus station other than KFC. And it was the first time I'd ever had a KFC. So my first ever KFC chicken burger was in the home of that Galbi. The well, irony there is is incredible. First and last, or first. First of and last. I'm never. It was disgusting. At one bite and threw it in the trash. Um, no, I will be somewhere closer to home, and that will be at this Suwon Civil Stadium. Suwon Civil Stadium. We'll see. Suwon FC versus Daegu. Uh, yes, Suwon FC playing Daegu. Uh, the winner of that goes on to play the winner of Pochon versus Kyungnam. Okay. Which again, Pochon are, are quite a decent team. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I want to judge. The winner of that will get an another non-league team, which is either going to be Yangpyeong or Hwasong, or Chonan or, or Mokpo. So you've got one K3 derby, one National League derby. Okay. Which means we're guaranteed a non-league non well, non team in the quarterfinals. Which is pretty pretty sweet for for the lovers of the cup. Okay. The other pairing uh, sees Kyungju take on Kyungju, uh, Nuclear Power take on Kimpo Citizens. The winner of that goes on to play the winner of Incheon versus Chongju FC. Uh, and the winner of that will take on either the Blue Wings or Pohang, or Kwangju or the Andong Science University. Okay. So Blue Wings basically, uh, I think by Pohang, have a pretty safe run, right? So three all K League, three all K1 yep. ties this, this time out. Um, and a, a few non league, all non league ties as well. So. Yeah. And those games are taking place next midweek. Yeah. Like 10 days. 17. Se yeah, 17. Week of the 17, yeah. Okay, so yeah, I'll be at Suwon. Suwon versus Daegu. Uh, and then hopefully with one eye on Sangju, yeah? Uh, this midweek, of course, ACL's back. It is indeed. Will you be going anywhere? Uh, nope. Okay. Do you know what games are happening? 
Uh, can I be brutally honest and say I don't? I know that Osana are playing Kawasaki. Okay. That's the only game I know what's happening. And I believe it's somewhere in a stadium somewhere. Somewhere in a stadium somewhere. <laughs> somewhere in a stadium in Asia. Uh, I, think I think they're at home, right? Well, on Tuesday, Gyeongnam are at home to Kashima Antlers. Uh, if I could possibly just interject it, I do not want to hear about Gyeongnam and ACL after them. That ridiculous 40,001 charge and 50,001 thing. Uh, but hopefully they'll win anyway. <laughs> but I, I won't be there. I suppose uh, Chumbuka at... Uh, oh, sorry, Chumbuka away in Japan to Urawa. Okay. Well, also, it's like a big Korea-Japan derby weekend, right? Yeah. Uh, on the Wednesday, uh, as you said, uh, Ulsan are at home to Kawasaki. Okay. Uh, and in Group F, Tegra away to Sanfrecce. Okay. Hiroshima. So, and these are, um, yeah, I mean. It's Korea versus Japan. Korea versus Japan. Four times. Four times, midweek. Um, just quickly, how many wins will Korea get against their, their arch nemesis, Japan? Ulsan at home, that'll be a win. Yep. Uh, Kyungnam at home, probably. Okay, and then two away wins. Tegu away at Hiroshima, I think a draw. Uh, and Chumbuk to get thumped in Urawa. I'm going to say both the Korean teams in Japan will lose and both the Korean teams in Korea will win. So two out of four. Two out of four, yeah. Uh, what's next? Next is uh, winners and losers. So who's your winner? Uh, so my winner has uh, got to be, I mean, predictable, but my winner is probably uh, Osan. Uh, fair play, they, they look a decent team, top of the table, uh, long may it continue. My winner of the week is obviously FC Seoul, okay. top of the table for two and a bit days. Which you can never have, have, have imagined this, you know, like last year, you, when, you you know, were, you, when you were luckily scraping past Busan. Yeah, you, you know when people sort of take the piss out of weaker teams by saying well, they'll, they'll be happy to have done this, or they'll, they'll be happy to have taken such a team to a replay or whatever. Yes, given the disaster of last year, and Seoul had a few decent players who they were linked with who ended up going to other play other teams. So if you'd have told me five, four, four, four games enough, it was then right that Seoul would be top of the league. Yes, I, I um, yeah, I'm ha I was happy with that. Okay, as you okay. might have gathered. Yes, I did indeed. As you might have gathered, I gave you my opinion on how your happiness was to be perceived. Shouldn't we be? Uh, <laughs> Shouldn't we be happy for each other? <laughs> um, losers? Um, my loser of the week is FC Seoul. Okay, okay. your winners and losers. Okay, top, of the, top of the league and then not, not making any kind of effort to cement that. Okay. Uh, I guess your your loser is going to be Kyungnam. Uh, no, so my, so my losers uh, of the week are going to be the local communities around Moran, in particular, the 7-Eleven GS local marts. Okay. Because the bag services at, at Moran are either designed to stop you throwing, shot-putting uh, your can of beer all the way onto the pitch over the massive running track, or it's designed to make you drink only the beers inside the stadium, uh, which is, if people stop trying to smuggle beers in, people will stop buying you know, like Man One, you know, they, they pour from Man One beers in the local mini stop around the corner, yeah? So the idea of moving back to Moran, one of the ideas uh, was, you know, to, to put some business back through the local communities. And I feel, you know, one of those businesses was the pre-match beer sales. So I'm a little bit annoyed at that. 
Also, you could add that my losers of the week might be the people of Seoul who are not going to get to see that fantastic tournament come December, which yeah. we'll talk about in a second, yeah? Yeah. Um, you, you would mention Kyungnam getting their 20 million fine for something which is not necessarily in their control. Yep, so I guess we're, we're going to go into that. Yep. Okay, so we have a new a new section in the podcast. Yeah, we're trying out, trying something new. It's called Defend the Indefensible. Yep, Devil's Advocate. Okay, do you want to explain the concept and why I'm doing the first one? So, I guess... I forgot. <laughs> I, I guess normally you and I have pretty tr- traditional views about how football should be played and how it should be run. Uh, and sometimes we see situations which are out of our comfort zone and we just basically say, yes, that shouldn't happen but I'm going to ask you to take the opposite view and try and justify why something should be allowed or why something should have happened the way it did. Uh, uh, obviously, last uh, weekend uh, at the Kyungnam game, some politicians went into the stadium. Uh, they were campaigning in a by-election, which is against K-League rules, uh, and they got handed a, a 20 million fine for that. Could have been worse. They could have, been, uh, could have had a 10-point deduction, which I think would have been harsh, because by all accounts, it, it seems they did try to enforce the rules but failed. So um, I'm not sure they should have been punished under the, the no, campa- no campaigning in the stadium. They should have been punished under the can't control what happens in your stadium. Um, but it, it, I'm going to ask you to try and justify that politicians should be allowed to come to, to grounds and, and make speeches and sort of... Okay. Well, I'm, I'm going to justify it on two points, yep. on, on two ideas. Uh, one is I believe the politicians coming inside stadiums, you know, is, is, is a good idea. Like the campaigning in the stadiums is good because it shows that they at least recognise, you know, that the real people, you know, that you know, that the locals of their of their communities, you know, um, want to hear from them, you know, like instead of campaigning on r- ridiculous, you know, ideas such as, you know, I'm going to build a new bridge, or you know, we're going to build a new highway, you know, like linking Gyeongnam and Busan or something like that, or you know, campaigning on abolishing toll fees, things that they're not going to do, they at least chose. The normal people, you know, like the actual, you know, running the mill working class fan, and they went out and they tried to engage with them. You know, they, they tried to meet them, they tried to talk to them, they tried to see it from their level. You know, you can call it campaigning. I I, I call it talking, trying to, to to see. It's no different for me than uh, when you have a local surgery for a, a Westminster MP. That you know, you 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 meet in a community centre. People come along and they can view their that they can voice their opinions. I have no problem with these guys being there and allowing uh, normal working class, the, the people that matter, uh, football fans, <laughs> giving giving their opinion on things and talking to them. I think it's a great idea. Um, also, I would encourage more parties to do it. So instead of it only being one party, I would encourage like three, four, five parties to come along. And then what we could do is at halftime, we could have like a halftime en- en- entertainment. So you know how sometimes you, you get like one football player and 200 kids right yeah. and the guy's got to dribble past them all and score a goal yeah. you could do the same with the politicians you could have the tsunari and you know the greens the blues the purples the oranges all running against each other try, try to score a goal you could bring back saturday morning tis was grunging yeah we'll have them sit there and all the fans cheer for who they want to who they want to grunge most and drop a, a pile of changwon changwon sewage on their head or something um and i think that would really that kind of entertainment is probably better than having a couple of, you know, like, 21-year-old girls, like, gyrating to K-pop. I'd, I'd much rather see a politician get grunged, 
gangster or whatever it's called. Gunge. So I think definitely they should be allowed more more power to them, more people in the stadiums. I want to see more politicians enacting uh, with their local constituents rather than sitting in the Blue House pretending that they care. So the actual rules are quite general, right? Yep. Um, you can a, a politician may pay for his own ticket and go in. He shouldn't wear any kind of uh, party attire, uh, and he shouldn't do active campaigning. You could argue they were wearing Gangnam colours. They were wearing red. <laughs> with they they helped make it a more colourful experience by having red, and he sat with the ultras as well. And he and he'd and he'd uh, shelled out for the number and the name on the back as well. <laughs> he did indeed. Yeah, yeah. He had much on the back of his shirt. <laughs> uh, I don't think much on the back of his. <laughs> but um. When, when you say it come up with a, a general statement like no politics in the stadium, I, I think how do, you, how do you draw the line? Yeah. Because half the teams are owned by city councils anyway. Yep. They force their staff to go along. Yep. Um, we've seen mayors taking ceremonial kickoffs. Um, I mean, obviously, I don't believe for one minute that they should have been in the stadium. That was just me defending, you know, part of the new idea, right? But the fact of the matter is that, that this is something that that is huge. And you have a FIFA idea as well. You know, we have FIFA who have this rule: no, you know, like no politics in football stadiums. Yeah, I'm not going to get any a political conversation about this. But you know, we, we had the Argentina team who were were uh, given a fine. The Argentina FA were given a fine because Lionel Messi and the players held up a Las Malvinas banner, right, or what yeah. it was called, right. But at the same time, FIFA still had a minute silence for Nelson Mandela, right. I mean, so where do you draw the line about when politics should and shouldn't be allowed in a stadium? And then there's um, the whole thing about poppies on poppies on England gate, shirts, yeah, and whether that whether FIFA should fine England for that. Yeah, and was on the Scotland shirts as well, right? Yeah. Um, so I mean, I think I don't I don't really understand the idea of the rule either. I mean, you know, if they've come along, if they've paid for a ticket, if they've got in, I don't agree that they should be campaigning, but I don't understand how you can how you can stop it and how you can find them. How you can find Gyeongnam, 20 million for that is ridiculous. It's also like the whole foreigners in Korea shouldn't participate in politics. Yeah. But pretty much everything you do is political in some way or the yeah. other, right? Yeah. As you said, like city councils own clubs, mayors take ceremonial kickoffs. And, you know, you have Chebo names across stadiums everywhere, right? I mean, you know, you have GS, Hyundai all over the place, you know, like Samsung banners everywhere. Who's to say that? Having, you know, that kind of shameless advertising is 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 better than than politics. I don't know. But should those guys have been in the stadium? No. Under the current K League rules, they shouldn't have been there. Of course not. Uh, under the current current K League rules, you shouldn't have any re- religious things in stadiums either. So Songnam are done on both counts, right? Yeah. Well, not anymore. Songnam, Elandar. You, you've you've been stripped of all your titles, <laughs> <laughs> or all, at least all the ones that were won under the Moonies. Yeah. Which is all of them, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, well, we have one FA Cup. <laughs> uh, so therefore, I would take it to you that every time that Kim Shinook prays after scoring a goal, <laughs> Chumbuk should be deducted 10 points. Well, but Pat Young, he does it as well. He doesn't score that much, so we can probably fair take... Fair point. We can take the hit. <laughs> <laughs> fair point, fair point. I've done the impact take on two games a season, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, shit. But that, uh, to be honest, players praying is something that does annoy me. Uh, it's like... Thanking God at the Oscars for me. Damn, it's, I don't get why they do it. Thanking God for. I, I'm not going to comment on, you know, a certain 
um, song that I'm playing who I think did it as well despite having um, <laughs> despite having uh, discounts and motels up and down the length and breadth of Korea right so I'm not going to comment on whether or not he, he, he should have been thanking anyone for scoring a goal so let's move on okay uh, games this weekend will you be going anywhere uh, no uh, Songnam are down in Daegu uh, wasn't, that a, to, wasn't that a game you really wanted to go to? It really was, but I have to work. Which I have to work. Uh, I have to get to work on on uh, Saturday. So um, unfortunately, I won't be going to any games. I, I, I thought if I hadn't been working, I thought I'd be going to uh, Elan versus um, Suwon FC, but that's obviously in Chonan, so no chance I'm going there. Um, and yeah, due to work, I can't make any games to be honest. So as you said, Elan uh, at home to Suwon City, but yep. down in Chonan. Ansan at home to Arsan, that's both on Saturday. Uh, in the other games in the K2, see Puchon at home to Chonnam on Sunday. Yep. Pusan at home to Tejon, and Kwangju at home to Anyang. So you, you won't go along to Puchon on Sunday? Do you know what? I thought I'd be going, I did think I'd be going to the Puchon game, but when I had a look to see which, if any, games I could go to on Sunday, obviously Puchon was there. Yep. But having gone and sat in that stadium for the FA Cup game, it was freezing. And I, I've been to Butchon twice this season yeah. already. I, I saw them, the, the BE uh, Suwon FC in the first game of the season and then that terrible FA Cup game. So I'm going to give it a, a body swear this weekend. Are you sure you're not trying to fiddle the Prediction League? Bonus question. And like keep your number of games down on purpose. No, no. I was going to go, but I, I don't want to go a third game in, in such short space of time. All right. K1, there's four games on Saturday. Tego at home to Songnam. Yep. Uh, FC Seoul at home to Kyungnam. Yep. Chumbuk at home to Incheon. Sangju at home to Ulsan. I'm going to go with. We're not going to give score predictions anymore, but I'm going to go with three home wins and an away win. Uh, Ulsan are winning away. Yep. Um, Ulsan with another top of the table clash, right? I think Chumbuk will beat Incheon because I think Incheon have half a squad, right? I think Mugosa and Namjoon Ji are either injured or suspended, as far as I'm aware. Just before we get into that game, on Sunday, um, Paul Hanger at home to Cheju. And if you fancy some Takgaobi, you could go and watch the Blue Wings away at Kangwon. <sighs> Take the wife up to Kang, uh, up to Chunchon for the day. What time's kickoff? Two. So you'd need to leave like 10.30 or 11. You no, it's an hour long in the bus. Oh, you'd go by bus with you? Yeah. I've only ever taken the subway. I think you get a bus from Gangnam. Express bus terminal is like 50 minutes or something. I don't know, I've only ever taken the... Maybe I'm talking about a completely different city and bus. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is from the bus station actually, to be honest, so I don't know. That is something I might explore. <laughs> anyway, you mentioned uh, Incheon away at Chombuk. Yes. And you think Chombuk are going to win. Yeah, I do, actually, yeah. Obviously, Incheon are Chombuk's bogey team. Yeah, yeah. So this week's, uh, bonus, this week's bonus question it says, uh, how many points will Chombuk get off Incheon this season? Uh, a couple. A couple. Well, how many points will John Book win? Uh, I think they'll, I'm not sure how it's phrased, but it basically you have I to predict. I'm going to go for probably one, one Incheon draw, probably at Incheon Stadium as well. So two, two John Book wins, one Incheon draw, and then, then no fourth game because they'll be in different parts of the split. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, yes, I'm going to go for it. Um, talking of the Prediction League last week's uh, bonus question about the crowds. Yeah. You, you, you said. You had a moan on Twitter about whether the, the crowds for the combined K-League would match the uh, the, the 67,000 or so that we're seeing Korea versus Colombia. Yeah. That was our bonus question. I did the maths uh, and it was 39%. That's ridiculous, the, right? 
25,000, something like that. 20. Yeah. I mean, in fairness, they, that was a midweek games though, right? Yeah, it was games on the same sort of time. Yeah, which had you looked at, I mean, had we done it with maybe the, maybe the Saturday games, it might have been different because we had home games for, for Seoul and for, for uh, John Book, I think, right? Yeah. Uh, and Blue Wings. So, had it been. I don't think Blue Wings makes contribute much. Not much. Well, well probably not these days. home anyway, so. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, 30% or like 40% or whatever it was, like that's. Yeah, I think I thought it would be lucky if it was 50, so I guess. I didn't. I got the prediction wrong because I completely messed up the question. And I mean, he put a different number and I think I put 10%. I don't know why I did that. But anyway, I got the, I got my own answer wrong, but I did think it would be lucky to be 50%. So I was going to write. You're welcome to contribute a bonus question, by the way. Okay, thank you. Rather I'll, than leave it I'll, to me. I'll week. keep that in mind. I didn't know there was one every round. I thought they were like a couple at the beginning. I didn't realise we were doing one every round. So I'm trying to do it one every round, but only if I can come up with something interesting. Okay. I will think of this week's. Well, not this week's, next week's. <laughs> okay. okay. So... Obviously, you're not going to predict scores, but the game you must that you think you must see. A must-see game: Daegu versus Songnam. If you can get to a TV anywhere, or a laptop, or a phone. Do you, do you know if Daegu have sold out again? Uh, when last I heard, there was 500 tickets left. That's an interesting thing, actually, because uh, I spoke to Daegu Fikabara, and he was saying that the away end tickets are guaranteed based on the agreements between the clubs, right? But that only works if your club, uh, if you go on the official bus, first of all, mm. and if your club provides match ticket. Songnam doesn't. Songnam didn't. That, that's we phrase that. Songnam didn't. They never used to. It used to be that you, you got the free bus and you bought your own ticket, right? I know that Seoul did it free bus, but you paid for the ticket. So you paid like 10,001 or something, right? Uh, but the bus was free, but technically that was your ticket guaranteed. Songnam always made it completely free and you got your own ticket. So if that's still the case with Songnam, then that means that there is no agreement between Songnam and and the away team. Well, I believe... And, the, and the home team, sorry. I believe under K-League rules um, that the away the away fans are guaranteed a percentage of the total capacity. Yeah, but how does that guarantee him and his... I mean, how does that mean that if I go today, if I go down, right, whatever the game is, to Daegu on the KTX without telling anyone. I'll definitely get a ticket if I go up and say, you know, one sock. Yeah. I'm guaranteed one because that there's a, what if they've sold that percentage is, is, what, is what I'm saying. For song, there won't be that many Songnam fans yeah, I mean, going yeah. there. Yeah, I mean, uh, be It's not going to be an issue. Because I, I, I always wondered that about Seoul away at Incheon when they give you that tiny pen and Clearly, there's always looked to be more people than there are seats. Yeah. So I wonder if they ever, if they'd ever actually turn anyone away, yeah. away and say actually the away end sold out. I think they probably just let you still in anyway, and you can just stand or something, right? Okay. Okay, sweet. And which game will you avoid? And you'd rather be doing IKEA furniture? Uh, well, I guess I was given the option of going to Seoul, right? <laughs> and and, and, I, and I avoided or chose not to go. Uh, I think Seoul Gyeongnam would be a good game, but the game I would avoid. Um, I'm sorry, I'm going to say the game I, I would avoid. The game I. Uh, would probably be Pohang Jeju. Uh, yeah, probably for, for no real not, reason. Not doing it for you. Just not doing it for me. Just like Pohang Jeju. Uh, yeah, Jeju just don't do it for me right now. How about yourself? What game? What was the must-go game? Um, Seoul, Seoul Gangnam, obviously. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's a fair one. <laughs> that's the one I'm going to make an effort to go to. And uh, the game that you would avoid. Um, 
Um, well, just on a personal level, I'm gonna, I would avoid Kangwon Suwon because obviously solder away at Kangwon next week twice, so I wouldn't go there three times in a row. Okay. But in terms of watching, um, I think, yeah, Cheju have been poor. I don't think that game would be particularly entertaining. Uh, I would normally avoid watching Chumbuk because it puts my blood pressure up. Okay. But Chumbuk and Son is always one to keep one eye on, right? Yeah. Just in case. Yeah. And Son pull it's off the, it's a kind of thing I'll look at. I'll keep look an eye on the score on my phone. And if it looks like it's getting interesting, I'll it. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. One last thing to talk about the EAF Cup. Yep. Uh, we had a, a moan when it was first announced that they're going to be playing games in Koyang in December and how cold it was going to be. Yep. Uh, the big wigs at the K, uh, KFA obviously listen to the podcast and they've switched all the games to Busan. Because it's 20 degrees warmer. Uh, have you been in Pichon? Have, have you been in Busan in December? Uh, it's Baltic. I've been there <laughs> once in, in the winter. It wasn't. They could have moved it to Daegu. Daegu is warmer. Wonju is warmer. Busan is obviously warmer than Seoul, but yeah. it's not particularly, I mean, it's like British winter, right? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's not, it's not that much different. It just doesn't snow because of the sea air, right? Uh, a little bit disappointing because... Yeah, I would like to, even though we complained about it, I would still have went to Goyang and watched the game. I was looking forward to actually being back in Goyang Stadium, to be honest. Oh, I wanted to, I wanted to see Hong Kong because it's one of the countries I've not seen yet. Um, I'm not going to commit now, but I'll, I'll certainly look into going down to Busan to watch Hong Kong. Uh, if it falls on a Saturday or Sunday, maybe. I think, I, I have a quick look earlier, I think Korea versus um, Hong Kong is not on the weekend. But. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I, I, I can't see myself going to a game, but if it's possible, then I might go down. I take a, could probably take a half day and jump down and go to a game, buy some Busan Makley when I'm down there. There we go. <coughs> I right. guess that means the only suitable outro then Pusan Kalmegi. It's going to be Pusan Kalmegi, right? <laughs> Take it away. All the dust on your screen. Yeah. Oh, yeah.